Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is here to bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17 to 19. Shall we stand and read the word? Isaiah 48, 17 to 19 says, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Oh, that thou hast hearkened to my commandments, then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Thy seed also had been as the sand and the offspring of thy bowels like the gravel thereof. His name should not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. Praise the Lord. We're going to be talking about the leadings of the spirit. Praise the Lord. Or learning how to follow. Please take your seat. The leadings of the spirit part two. In the first service, we treated a part one. And it's important that as the year starts, we learn how to be led by the Spirit of God and build the capacity to follow. At the base of every provision is instruction. At the foundation of every successful journey is instruction. Instruction is the master of destiny's security. Here God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah and is introducing himself that thus saith the Lord thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel. So here God is not talking to unbelievers. He's introducing himself to a people that he himself has redeemed. We're talking about Christians, covenant people. So the question is, if you are already born again, you are already a child of God, do you need to be led? And the answer from this test is a big yes. Why? Because if your life has not ended, then God is on a journey with you. And there is something God wants to do with your life, which you do not have a full picture of. And you will need to follow him for you to be able to accomplish that which he wants to do with your life. So he's the redeemer, the holy one of Israel. And the Lord said, I am the Lord thy God. Which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee 
by the way that thou shouldest go. Now take take note of those two important verbs there. The first verb there is that I teach thee to profit. God does what? That is to say that profiting or the art of profiting is not automatic. It's not inherent. You have to be taught to be profitable. The process of success is not something that you are born with. (laughs) You have to be taught to be successful. I teach you to profit. So God is saying that the believer that is not taught well will be in losses. That the quality of your teaching, quality of your instruction, the quality of the the commands you receive determines your level of profitability in destiny. Please, the second thing is that I lead you in the way that you should go. So the second verb you should concern yourself with is the verb lead. That's the word. That God is interested in leading his children. God is what? And please note that he is leading you in the way that you should go. Not the way that you want to go. (laughs) God is leading you in the way that he wants you to go. Not the the way that you can go. So, the Lord does not want the believer to lead him or herself. You must be led by a being superior to you. And when God was describing himself, he said, I am the Lord thy God. Watch it. I am the Lord thy God. Whenever you see those caps there, the Lord referring to himself as L-O-R-D in caps, thy God. He's saying that I own you. That if I own you, I must drive you. Praise the Lord. So, the problem here is that it is not everyone that is taught by a teacher who gets to be led by the teacher. A teacher is different from a leader. A teacher is an instructor. But a leader is embedded in the process of the journey. So a leader practical, in fact, actually for a leader, they, they show, they illustrate what you must do. A teacher can give you a theoretical background to what you must do, but a leader exemplifies and illustrates what you have to do by what they do. So when the Lord is saying, I teach you to profit, 
and I lead you in the way to go. He is bringing these two important elements together in his leadership for you to succeed in 2021. Somebody here shall succeed in Jesus name. So it is not everyone who is taught that gets to be led. The Lord will lead you this year. Shout a better amen here. If you go to school, you see that the teacher's work sometimes ends in the classroom. Most of the time. That is why a father is to some extent better than a teacher. Because a teacher will teach you and possibly end in a classroom. But when a father teaches you, he also has to guide you. Because the father has a vested interest in your life. That's why your teacher may not be your counselor. He just teach you one plus one is two. You write exam, you pass, it's on your own. If you fail... You go and do remedial, they can collect more money. But your father, when he teaches you, because he's interested in your success, and your failure is also a collateral failure to him, he tries to guide and guard you. That's why your father will protect you. Teacher doesn't protect you. Teacher doesn't guide you. But a father, parent, has greater responsibility towards a child than a teacher to a student. God is saying that he wants to teach us the way to profit. And lead us in the way we should go. And I think it's a blessing. Praise the Lord. Some people cannot be taught. And some people also can be taught but cannot be led. Have you heard somebody whom you advised and he said, I've heard, but I will not work with it. Martin, so men find yejuma. What will you do? So some people can be taught. In fact, most stubborn people, when you are correcting them, they will be quiet to listen. But when they leave, they will do what they want. That's for them. It is the posture of misbehavior whilst you are advising that you may say they have disrespected you. But you can say whatever you want to say. Now when they go, they will do whatever they want to do. That is why he said, I am leading you in the way you should go. Not the way you want to go. Yeah. There are people who make it difficult to lead. Because even though you know the way they should go, they are interested in the way they want to go. And sometimes, we take it also on the Lord. But many people also don't know that you have to be led on a daily basis by God. And your profiting in life is based on his 
teaching and his leadings. Hey. Ask somebody, who is leading you? Ask them. Is the Holy Spirit the one teaching you? And is he the one leading you? That's why the Holy Spirit is predominantly a teacher. He said, I will go and I will send the paraclete. When he comes, he will be what? Teaching you. He will be what? Teaching you. Not only that, he will be leading you. Look at Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. Very beautiful scripture. It says that, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Your wisdom is in your ability to be led or your ability to follow. God wants to lead, but he wants you to follow. So there are many people that God is leading, but they have not developed the ability to follow. Hey, That is why a sheep can veer off from the flock of sheep and miss road. Because even though the shepherd is leading, that sheep has not developed the skill of following. Are you here now? So, your ability to follow is important if you are going to be fruitful in 2021. And the Lord wants us to create and develop the capacity to follow. Capacity to follow. In the New Testament, every believer must follow the Holy Spirit. And in following the Holy Spirit, you must be guided by a few things. One of the things that must guide you It's John chapter number, (laughs) oh boy, 16, verse 13 to 15. John 16, 13 to 15. He said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it to you. So here, we see that the Holy Spirit, who is supposed to be our leader, our teacher, our guider, or our guide, is the spirit of truth who guides believers into all truths. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of what? You got to wake up with me, baby. It's the spirit of what? And he guides believers into all truth. So, 
because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, he hates falsehood and lies. That is why in Acts chapter 5 verse 3, Ananias and Sapphira, they died. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the prize? I'm feeling the scripture. Hey, what a scripture. Powerful scripture. Keep part of the prize of the land. Why has Satan filled your heart? So as far as the Holy Spirit is concerned, People whose hearts are filled with Satan are the ones who lie to the Holy Ghost. Can I say it again? If I was a singer, what would I say? Take it again. It takes people who have opened their heart for Satan to enter To have the boldness to lie to the Holy Spirit. Hey. That is, it is impossible to lie to the Holy Spirit until Satan has entered you. Lie is not normal. Falsehood is not normal. You have not seen, you say you have seen. Ha. It was even one of the Ten Commandments. Bear not false witness. It's a very dangerous matter oh, that you you are lying when the Holy Spirit is inside. You are lying on top of Him. He said, "Why have you allowed Satan to enter you? That's it. Whether Satan will enter you or not, it is on your own allowance." Let's read the scripture again. Five three Acts. Why has Satan filled thine heart? Why? So that you're able to lie. I'm saying that you have to open your heart for Satan to enter. And Satan doesn't enter by force. It is you that gives him the key. Oga, come inside. And when Satan enters, because he's the father of all lies... You will start manifesting his nature. The Holy Spirit that is living in us. His nature is truth. That's why it says that. He will guide you into all truths. So one of the. The things to use in checking whether you are being led by the Holy Spirit or not. Is to check the quality of the truth. That is being peddled around. <laughs> I'm feeling it. At the first service we learned that. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. That to know that the one leading you is God. Is that the standard of leadership. Will be righteousness. That it's impossible for you to receive. A prophetic direction. That God is giving you somebody's husband to marry. Because it doesn't meet the standard of righteousness. It's not a leading into truth. Because that revelation or leading is not in consonance with what has been written as truth around God and in God. 
Ei! If a man tells you that if I had seen you earlier, I wouldn't have married my wife. It's a lie. It's not the Holy Spirit talking. It's not the Holy Spirit. What? Hey, what? And trunk one. lie. So sometimes you'll be told things you want to hear. You even have dreams. That might deceive you. <laughs> the truth checker is one of the things that can eliminate what God is saying and what Satan is saying. If you are here, say, I am here. I am here. What else did the Holy Spirit say in that scripture? In that scripture, the Bible said, The Spirit, Kala Veshota Bradiga, will open divine treasures unto us. That is John 16, 14. It says that he will show you, Kadaba, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. That is, when the Holy Spirit is leading you, the Holy Spirit has a way of exposing you to the treasures of the Father. He will not do what he wants to do, but what he will do is that he will take what is of the Godhead and show it to you. That is to say that he will take you to the inner chamber of the Father. Is God talking to somebody here? So when you are led by God, you get exposed to divine treasure. That's when he's able to give you wisdom. He's able to give you understanding. He's able to give you a gift of the spirit. Because all these things are, are treasures with God. And it is the Holy Spirit that will take that which is of the Father and show it to you. So a believer that cannot be led can never prosper in anything. Because your earthly treasures are so limited and so perishable that for you to be perpetually prosperous, you need to tap into a higher dimension of treasure. Treasure that can never finish in a higher place. Is God talking to somebody here? Number three, the Holy Spirit Lead believers into their wealthy places. Psalm 66 verse 12. Just watch. When God is leading you. Before you become the person God wants you to become. He said, thou has caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But thou brought us out into a wealthy place. And he's talking about. The Israelite is talking about the psalmist. He's talking about the Israelite. He say, look, you took us through water. People rode over our heads, but you brought us to our destination. So one of the things you need to understand is that when the Holy Spirit is leading you, before the wealthy place is a rough trying, and sometimes 
a, a polishing road to prove one's obedience and faithfulness. And that's why I said that he took them to the wilderness to test what was in their heart. So when you are being led by God, please, there is no suggestion that the road will be smooth and smooth. You have taken us through water and you have taken us through what? Fire. If you come from Kumasi, it's not nice to be taken through water. Yes. And Asante was living in Kumasi when he sees the sea. Brother? That's an enemy there. The sea is what? An enemy. But when God is leading you, he sometimes will take you through water. <laughs> sometimes through what? Fire. But all of that, the purpose is to bring you to your wealthy place. Is to do what? Listen. <laughs> the leadings of God employs two things. One, is a process. The second is a product. The process of God's leadings ends up with a product. And normally, the process can be very rough. In the Bible, there is no one, including Jesus Christ, who attained what God wanted them to attain through a smooth process. That is to say that it does not matter your level of obedience. You face some things. I, I'm preaching though. You see, when I'm preaching, eh, you would think I'm not what? Preaching. But I'm what? Preaching. Most of the time, have you been to um, a flour mill before? When they are mixing the flour for bread. Have you been there before? Have you seen somebody preparing cake manually before? Those of you, anything is nauseating to you. Yeah? Just go near somebody preparing a pizza. You see that the thing is very messy. That if they show you the raw materials being mixed together and being, you know, the cake. They used to just grind it together with their hand like that. Some people don't know how to cook cake, but I can show you now. To bake cake, they just, the butter is there, the, the egg is there, the, the sugar is there. Then you just be grinding, you just be turning this thing, turning it, turning it, turning it. The thing can be very messy. I know things. If you look at the messiness of the process, you may abandon a great product. And sometimes the messier the process, the more quality the product. I'm feeling it. Oh God, touch my heart. The thing is ministering to my heart. So many people abandon the journey to the product by fixating on the messiness of the process. But God 
abandoned watch it giving product without process a long time ago since the time adam failed in the garden god decided that every man including christ must go through a process of growth the process would teach you lessons Build capacity for obedience and patience. I'm feeling it. The first man, Adam, was not born. He was created. And he was created a full adult. No process of growth. And so that one's failure was collateral failure in the garden. A perfect garden. A man that didn't grow. Just failed on a silver platter. Then God did sign of the cross and said from that time. Even if Jesus has to come and save man. The Bible says he was, he was conceived under the law. Born under sin to a woman. That's, he went through the process of being born as a baby. Not made as an adult. So he grew through a process and so his ways were perfected because he grew through a process. That's why the second Adam is more powerful than the first Adam. If you read I think Hebrews 5, 7. Watch it. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong cries and tears, and to him that was able to save him from death, he was heard in that he what feared. There's a scripture that said that, Jesus learned obedience. I don't know if it follows through. By the many things that he suffered. There's a way suffering can teach you obedience. Adversity can bring out the best in you. It's a process. It's what? Look, God wants to. There's a prophecy that went ahead of Joseph. In Psalm 105. You, I'm sending a man ahead. He will save a generation. He will become this, blah, blah. Then he said, the man I am sending, the process is that they will sell him. He will become a slave. He will go through prison. They will forget him. They will punish him. They will lie on him. But all of that is the process to becoming a prime minister. A process. When God is leading you, it's not butter my bread, sugar my cocoa alone. <laughs> That's why when Jesus came on the earth, he was not vanishing and appearing, vanishing and appearing. He was traveling sometimes on foot, sometimes on a horse, sometimes on sea. Going through the process. Somebody say process. I can't hear you say process. Some of us, all we want is a product. But we don't like the process. Every man who likes product without process will be poor at some point in time. 
Because you are eater of fish who doesn't understand how to get a fish. Sometimes, eh, the thing they deprive you of is the thing that builds capacity for you to be rich in that same thing. Some of us know how to manage money because we have seen the face of poverty before. I saw his face. I can describe his nose. Sometimes when you have not been sick before, you don't even know how to manage your health. You think you have it forever and the thing is not there. When the Holy Spirit is leading you, where do you catch him? Have you been to a porter's, a porter's house before? Where there's pottery product being made. The porter is making product from clay. Oh. He tosses the clay. The clay is not nice. But when he puts the clay on his um, porter's wheel and he starts throwing he will throw the clay he will wedge hedge burn the earthenware before you get what you get that thing goes through and the potter's fire is not 100 degrees it's a very high degree of temperature to be able to bake the earthenware is God talking to somebody here Brother, some of them, <laughs> some of the greenware, the earthenware they put in the, they, see, before they put it in the fire, they, they leave it there for some days for it to try to dry. Some of them start cracking at the place where they left it before it goes into the fire. Why? Because there is some impurity inside the clay that the porter didn't remove. It can just be a leaf or a broken glass. And it will crack before. So when the porter comes, he selects the ones that are whole for the fire. Some don't even show the crack. But when they go into the fire, so why did you bring him? That's why they start cracking. Listen, I don't know which stage God will take you, but this year, mercy is going ahead of you. But the process is part of God's leadings. Yes. Into your wealthy place. Is it powerful? Yeah. So, when God is leading you, how does he lead us? How? How does he lead us? Like how? (laughs) Oh boy. God leads us by placing finality and authority on his word. Act chapter 4. Verse 18 and 19. He leads us by pushing us into a place where the word becomes our authority or final authority in all decisions driving us 
to that world place. He said, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. Next verse said, but Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to what? Hearken unto you more than unto God. Say, judge ye. So here we see that the, the way God leads us is to give us a sound judgment through the word to place more premium on God's voice and his word than any other thing speaking or threatening us. And that is to say that there will be many voices and there will be many elements in your environment that may be threatening you like these guys were threatened. But Peter said, what should we do? Should we obey men more than God or we should rather obey God? So for the apostles, the word of God had become the final authority for how they lived their lives. If you are here, say I am here. So the person who will be led by God is the one who holds God's instructions or voice in the highest esteem. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and 2. If you will be led by God, you should develop the capacity. I just said something that I know that many people didn't take note of. That God is ready to lead you. But the success of the leadership is also determined by your capacity to follow. It's not a teacher this watch. But as to whether you, you, you will understand and you will apply yourself to what he is teaching is another level. Is another, are you here? In Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2, I'm feeling this word, Shakalaba is hot like a bread from the, from the bakery. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Watch it. Nothing is by accident. God doesn't create accidents. And all these blessings shall come on thee. And overtake thee. And if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, all these blessings shall what? Talk to me. All these blessings shall what? Come on thee and what? Overtake thee. If thou shalt what? Hearken unto what? The voice of the Lord thy God. But look at verse 1. It shall come to pass. If thou shalt diligently Hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. There is a way you become diligent to the instructions, the voice, the commandment God is giving you. The word diligent means that you are not playing hanky-panky. You are not doing Tom and Jerry with God's voice. You are not being picky and choosy. Watch it. Please put that scripture. I'm feeling it. Cry. 
If thou shalt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord. To observe and to do all. To do what? All. Not some. I have told you that the power of God on the church is not the reason why you will prosper. That is just a necessary condition. That the power must be on the church. It's a foundation. Have you seen the foundation of many buildings before? This building, can you see the foundation? What do you see? It's a finishing. You don't see the foundation. So when something is a foundation, you don't boast about it. Yes, a dying if you a dying if you is not a foundation. There is something called necessary condition. That one is is there. Then there is sufficient condition. Necessary condition, it makes things happen. But sufficient condition is something you need to satisfy yourself with. Before you can appropriate or take advantage of what pertains for you. And so anointing was my pastor. So my pastor is anointed. My church is anointed. This commission, this church, as you enter, look, it's not entering. If you will hearken to all, please, there are people here who will suffer because they don't understand what I'm talking about. There are poor people in a rich man's household. And if you go to Amir, this one just came from Switzerland. Did you not meet poor people there? Switzerland. Go to America. You need to follow a particular pattern of operation. For you to prosper at a certain level. So being in, you, they can put you in the pool of anointing. If you are not hearkening to all. Somebody say all. Don't be playing hanky panky um, um, and be lying to yourself about grace and bl- listen to me. If you want to err, err on the side of honoring God with grace. I know that if you fornicate one, two, three, it's not going to take you to hell directly because you have opportunity to repent and here and there. But how about if because of honoring God, you don't get to fornicate at all? Have you seen that there are some relationships? They are not totally broken. But there has been reconciliation. But the quality is still not the same. That's the woman has accepted the man home. But the marriage is still not the same like it used to be. Why are you looking at my face like that? Some of your friends who went to gossip about you, they came and begged you, say, okay, but now, are you sharing your secret? Are you opening up? I'm saying that if somebody can steal from you and you can still allow them, Jesus, he knew Judas was stealing. 
he never collected the bag from him. Because he knew that he had more and the amount he had, Judas could not steal all. There's a way that when you are stealing from a rich man, he doesn't care because no matter how much you steal, it's not going to affect him. But as you are stealing, you know, you are committing suicide. So there are believers around God and they are stealing. They are thieves. Because just take advantage of the bag. And keep stealing. You know, we could steal it sex back home. We steal it tight back home. We steal it. Oh. We steal it. You just steal, 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 steal. Because in your mind, Jesus is a nice man. So, I won't preach you into guilt and preach you into hell. But I'm telling you that. You will eat. I was telling the first service people that at the, at the watch night, when I took the microphone to preach, I was in an open vision. And for about 15, 20 minutes, every word I said, when I say one word, the principality in the area replied with another. For 15 to 20 minutes, it was, as you people saw me preaching, but it was more of Yeyin Samano. It was a major quarrel. And I remember at some point I was telling the principality that he, the principality told me clearly in my, in my in my hearing by the help of the Holy Ghost, said, "You came to meet me in this area. You can't dislodge me." I said, "Sure, sure, hey." So as you came for a watch night to come and dance and thank God, you know, as I was standing there, it was a matter of life and death. Udiagro. Now my boldness to tell the principality. One of us will go down. It's not me. It is you. It is not because I've been doing hanky-panky with the girls in the church. Stealing the money in the church. Where will be your boldness and your covering? To challenge. This was here before I was born. I want to know say it's by grace. By grace. Slap your. Tell somebody, follow well. The Lord. Tell somebody, follow well. The Lord. (laughs) There is nothing like when you know God is prospering you and you know devil, you don't owe the devil a dime. And the devil cannot lay claim of anything. Jesus said, the prince of this world came to me. He could not defeat me because he did not have anything of his with me. At this level of our work with God, it must be very clear who we are following, how we are following, and where we are going. It shouldn't be that today one leg is here. He told Joshua, don't turn to the left or right. Meditate. If the word says this, naive. do you understand? If the, some people can prosper with some lifestyle, but you see that they don't also have longevity. And you see some people today are not too talented. They prosper and you know that this one there is God who is marketing them and keeping them there. Somebody like Nathaniel Bassi. 
Where is the voice lie? But you know what God has done? Somewhere, somehow, God has made his voice to be very sweet in our ears. But we know people who can sing go. These people had a friend. You'll be doing... You remember him now? He used to stress all of them. I don't even know where he is. But some people, they will just sing... No, sometimes no corner, no style. But the thing just go catch you. It will be easier. Because it pays to follow. If you are following God straight, God will make your life straight. No bend, no curve. So God said, this is what my word has said. Follow. The blessings will come upon you. And it will what? Overtake you. It's powerful. You cannot now start logicalizing based on your human weakness because what you are calling weakness and your inability to fulfill. Other people are gladly fulfilling it. Do you see why God doesn't understand you? He said, you know, I cannot stand this. The, the, the fornication, the temptation was too much. Joseph ran away. You are there. You wanted this thing. You say it's too much. Anything you don't want cannot be too much for you. You must want it for it to be too much for you. Hey! I'm feeling it. Are you feeling it too? Are you sure you are feeling it, brother? Ask some brother or sister, are you feeling it also? Hey! Nice. When God speaks, his voice is majestic. If you follow it, you see your way. So, following the dictates of the word and being absolutely obedient will release the blessing even if all hell comes down. God will defend his word. And God defends the people who stand in his word. So when he's defending his word, there are people who are standing with his word that he defends as well. Until you take a stance for God, God doesn't make anything stand for you. You need to take a stance with God and his word so that things will begin to stand for you. Business will stand. Marriage will stand. Children will stand. But as for you, you know, you are here and you are there. Where are you? Jack. So, one of the things that the word of God instructs us to do is that for every new year, there must be this principle called the principle of God first. Principle of what? And that principle says that you must start everything with God as the foundation. In the first service, we learned it from Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. And it was not necessary to quote all the scripture. But just to read. Everybody let's go. One go. In the beginning God. Stop. <laughs> In the beginning what? In the beginning was there man? 
In the beginning, were there trees? Your business? In the beginning, were you there? In the beginning, who was there? Who is the foundation of the beginning? Nothing starts well until God is at the beginning. Anything that doesn't have God as a foundation. Bible said there is no foundation that has been laid. Except that that is laid in Christ. And if that foundation is destroyed. The righteous becomes helpless. What can the righteous do? So in the beginning of your year. God must be the foundation. Praise the Lord. Then we learn to. In Matthew 33. That even though potentially God is at the beginning of everything. And sometimes by knowledge and consciousness we know God is at the beginning of everything. Now Jesus is talking. And when Jesus is talking that God is at the beginning or the foundation of every new thing every year. Jesus is giving us a higher perspective on how we should approach this. And what did he say? Matthew says 33. Let's read together. One go. But what? Seek ye what? First there. And what? And what? All these things shall be. Jesus is saying I'm not keeping God in the beginning in a nominal state of inertia. He said even though in the beginning God must be in the equation. People knowing God is in the equation of the beginning, they don't get it. So in the beginning, seek you. Jesus introducing a word, seek, pursue God. In the, that's, you know that God must start your year with you, but many people will not seek him. Many people will not pursue. That word pursue also means chase. Do what? You are not waiting for God to come to you. Now you did go chase God. Are you there? So God is giving you an active work that I'm there. But you come and seek. So and seeking, I told them, I said, you cannot explain the process of seeking. You can't. There are few words that can, you can't really explain the meaning of those words. Seeking is one of those things. Hey. How are you? How are you feeling? Jesus says seek. That is the responsibility to engage God in your ear is, is laid on your shoulders. You seek. And if you are able to do that, all other things will become an addition. That is why even though this is a past question, many people keep failing. And sometimes you think the obvious doesn't need explanation. And yet, many people don't understand. They don't get it. He said, you seek and all shall be added. Wife. Children, business, all that you are looking for shall be added. And yet, just a question, but people keep getting it wrong. It's a question they repeat every year, but people keep getting it wrong. 
It's a repeated question. And the marks are the same. But people keep getting F. When I was, I, I was, I just took a course. And, uh, the course, many people don't go beyond the first year because of a particular, um, how do you people call it? University. It's a social science course. So it's, it's like a core for different people in different departments doing it. You need to scale over that course before you can progress in what you are doing. <laughs> Many, when we're writing the exams, the number of people who came to write from um, referral, trailers, they were almost half our we from all the other departments. That is, just say, many people could not progress. The resetters. So when I, I gained admission, somebody who had completed the course, he just, the first thing he heard that I gained admission, he said, be careful about that course. <laughs> be what? Be careful. So from day one, I became careful. I decided that no matter how they do, I must understand that course and pass because my whole progress in the course is dependent on. And it's so, the course, as you are going forward, you know, you know that when you are even doing your, let's say your research, you don't need to say much about you just have to state this is what I'm doing. That's all. But to 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 be able to state <laughs> it's a research course. And so they say, okay, whether you are using positivism, you are using um humanistic um theories, blah blah just state one. State one, whether you are a qualitative researcher or a quantitative, so, oh, me, no, I'm using maybe, um, phenomenology. People's lived in experience. We're stating one and all called, beside our watch him. and yet two lines, cry. Sarkos, no. It can be the reason why you will never finish your program. Just, you just state it. This is my, um, what do you call it? Grand theory I'm using. That's all. Hey! The work pie is there. They just say, well, we want to know you to your philosophical, there and there and there. That's all. It's the, that, and um, people have been failing, 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 failing. Hey! Please, so that something is a past question. That is repeated all the time. It's still not a guarantee that you will pass. Many people fail. But I'm praying that this 2021, you will not fail with what is obvious. Shout a better amen here. So the God first, what are we failing with it? You see that? This 20, I was just telling the, the first service church that in this year, last year 2020, 
our church spent more than any other year. And our church also gained income more than any other year. We defied the COVID. Even during the lockdown. Why? Because your covenant practice determines your level or quantum of provision. It's not because your face is nice. If you hearken and observe, just watch, observe to do all. There are people who are observing, but they are not doing. Sister, observers, how much do they pay observers? If you go to the stadium, the spectators, who, how much do they pay them? Do they pay them anything? Oh, so, so, so. Pastor, no bow head, pa. Hey, who qua preaching? Oh, preaching, pa. Hey, no preaching, I'm fashion, bra, bra, bum, dear, de quay. Observe to do. Observe to what? Do. Yeah. In John 2 5, the wine was finished. They came to Jesus. He said, Hey, they went to Mary. He said, Go and talk to Jesus, and whatsoever he saith unto you. It, the, the water turns into wine when you were a doer. Not because you know I can go to Jesus. Jesus, good afternoon. Obviously, good morning. Going to coming to the presence of God to us to some extent is irrelevant sometimes. Based on your level of obedience, you will be able to see some result coming. And I'm praying that 2021. As God is leading you through his word, you will do some things for God to bring you some blessings. Amen. Shout a louder, amen. amen. So what is the first um, principle we want to talk about? In five minutes. Five minutes. Luke chapter 2, verse 24 to 27. We learned at the first service that it's a powerful scripture talking about Jesus as a first fruit. And, uh, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Oh, please can we do 21 first? Please, 21 downwards so we can really... Five minutes. Everybody say five minutes. <laughs> and when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the what? Angel before he was what? Conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. To do what? Present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Please take note. Every male, and they are talking about Jesus, that openeth the womb, every male shall be given to the Lord. 24. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is what? Said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 25. And behold, 
there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was what? Just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. So here, we see that Jesus is the representation of the first fruit. And if you read 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 23, you see that Jesus is the first fruit. Now, this first fruit, please, um, this first fruit belongs to God. It does what? Talk to me now. Belongs to God. Why does it belong to God? Every male that opens the womb is not for the father. It's not for the mother. It belongs to God. Set aside for God. So, when that was done, the Bible said, a sacrifice was made. So the first male born son is called first fruit. And that one belongs to who? And in describing things around the first fruit, he said in that verse number 24, that, put it there please. Verse 24. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the word of God. So the first fruit is actually a sacrificial offering. That belongs to God. That means that it is an offering you are making and it is a sacrifice. There is nothing sacrificial that is sweet. To offer. And you see, I told her, I said, Jesus is our savior. But to God the father, that was his only begotten son. And because the first fruit must be sacrificed, Jesus was also what? Sacrificed. On the altar of his father to save humankind. And so, God has shown the way. By sacrificing his only begotten son. His firstborn. And so you and I. The principle of God first is that. Anything that opened the womb of our year. Must be given to God. That's the principle. The whole year is 12 months. January is what opens the year. The womb of the year. It opens the mattress. That means January is not for you and I. The salary you are going to receive in the whole year. The one part that is not for you is January. That one opens the womb, you give it to God. And God willing, next week we'll continue in this. He said, Jesus, this Jesus, he will mark the rising and falling of many. And many will criticize, you see. When you don't have deep revelation about what God is doing, that's when, in ignorance, you begin to criticize something that determines the rising and falling of many people. So, why should I wake up and hand over my whole January salary unto, unto the church? You don't even say unto God. <laughs> Unto the church. Hey. To the prophet. To the pastor, isn't it? Hey. 
please, it's not unto the church. It's unto God first. But this is God's bank. So we collect it here for God. And we don't chop it. Because this, this is an auditor. They don't allow me to chop the money. Where's Johnson? Johnny, your husband. Does he allow me to chop the money? Well, you know, in the car when he was asking me, he said, they say the people who are going to set up the field there from morning till evening. The minister, resident pastor says they need 500 Ghana to just buy food for all the nkusijuma they were doing from one night to the following night. And he said, he doesn't think we should give them money. <laughs> in the car, he called me. The wife was there. He said, pastor, do you think this money is necessary to give the money? I say, eh, if we had gone to ask some boys who are not in the church to do this kind of work, we will not pay less than thousand five. He said, eh. Okay, I think this is better. Said, I don't have the final say, my dear. There are Robocops. <laughs> Iron fist. Everything. This church, if you even want to buy toothpick, there is something called requisition form. You will sign. Your signature will be there. Why it should be bought? It will go through manager, finance. Me, I should you. Hey, you're going to drop money. Drop for where? Then the money didn't reach the church. Maybe you chop it out. Along the, you lie bad for it. It's unto God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And it's a sacrificial. That means that giving your first month's salary is not, it's not something that is convenient. But it's powerful. It's what? I always tell you that as we are sitting here, I'm trying to preach for you to build faith to do this. The people in the world who serve Satan, they have already gone to give their own in the shrine without any qualms at all. It is as Christians, you know, our intellectualism is very high. So we have to interrogate the matter. You know, it's like, really, is the pastor not manipulating us? Is he not trying to collect? Is he not bending the scripture? Is he not? Oh, more. Here, the church, by the grace of God, we take one offering. This church, you can be here a whole year, and once a while, you see us raise funds. Once a while. That is, nobody will call you and say, bring this money. Bring that money. We are not interested. You can come to church. There are times we have done church, we have closed. We, didn't, we even forgot to collect offering. There are covenant practices observed to do so that the blessings will come upon you. Praise the Lord. That is it. So, every year, this is our practice, and it's a biblical practice. Please, let me just point a scripture to you. It's just in a passing. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Just to know that if you are really, really serious with a high level, you say, I'm not the Lord with thy substance. And which substance is he talking about? 
with the first fruit of all thy when you are giving the first fruit, what are you doing? You are honoring the Lord that the year belongs to you. You have given me and I'm taking the firstborn of the year, which is January. Take. Hold on. Do what? Hold on. If you hold this one, every other thing is an addition. Every Can you imagine when a child is dashed money and he comes to give to the mother? Who spends the money? Spends it, the mother spends it on herself or who is it not a child and even overspent on the child now ya kura na usu ni minyansa ni ya chos kana dia show bottom yesu obi amfa ni sikendidia obehu ni pokombede no when god is asking you to bring he has a plan When he took from the rib of Adam, he used it to make a woman for Adam. Whenever God is taking from you, he has an intention of making for you with what he took from you. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministry.